millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to episode number 12 of the Scottish History Podcast. My name is Owen Innes and once again, welcome back. Uh, if, however, you are with us for the first time, I do recommend that you go back to the beginning and uh, start from there. Uh, we are at a stage where we are not halfway through, but we have started a story. And as we go along, we're going to continue until we reach the end, which is going to be probably a, a, still a, about two, three, four weeks away before we get to the end of this particular story. But this week marks the 274th anniversary of the Battle of Culloden and that's what we're going to focus on today. Uh, again, I've got quite a number of uh, pages of notes here to help me out. However, how long this will last for, I don't know. So in the last episode we left off with the Jacobites trying to gain control over Stirling Castle which ultimately failed, uh, Bonnie Prince Charlie ignoring the advice of Lord George Murray. Uh, so basically from there they headed into the north of Scotland um, and we're just going to pick things up on the 15th of April 1746. So on the 15th of April 1746, it is the 25th birthday of the Duke of Cumberland. This is the son of King George II, and also leader of the Hanoverian government army. They are garrisoned overnight at Nairn, which is around 12 miles outside of Inverness. That evening, Cumberland awards his soldiers with two gallons of brandy for every regiment and of course they began to drink it now back near Inverness or should I really say on Culloden Moor Lord George Murray makes a suggestion to try and repeat the success achieved at Preston Pans uh, the year before from Culloden Moor the Jacobites would march in the dead of night to Nairn and attack the government forces in the morning by surprise just as they had done at the Battle of Preston Pans However, after getting lost in the dark and still being two miles away from Nairn by the break of dawn, the tired, cold and hungry Jacobites headed the ten miles back to Culloden Moor. By the time the Jacobites got back, there wasn't much time left before an officer of the chief of Lochiel's men, who had incidentally fallen asleep in the woods instead of contributing to the march, arrived and reported that Cumberland and his men were approaching. By this point, a large number of Jacobite soldiers had actually dispersed, mainly to find food and others were found sleeping in nearby trenches and outbuildings. It is understood that hundreds of these soldiers missed the battle entirely. So the 16th of April 1746, that's when the battle takes place. Sleep was starting to swirl around the high ground at Culloden Moor. Journalists, artists and even school children playing truant came to watch the battle unfold. At approximately 11am, 
to the east side of the moor-lined Cumberland and 8,000 of his men. To the west, Bonnie Prince Charlie and around 5,000 Jacobites lined up. The battlefield played heavily into the government's hands as the ground was wet and marsh-like. This meant that the Jacobites' famous Highland charge would be rather ineffective as it would be difficult to charge properly and at pace. The battle began with the Jacobites firing a number of ineffective cannon shots at the government forces. The government forces responded with artillery shots of their own, which started to pick off members of the Jacobite front line from long range. Eventually, Bonnie Prince Charlie called for the Jacobite army to charge. Some of the Jacobites managed to reach the government front line, who were now equipped with bayonets for the first time. This was to obviously defend them against the Jacobites. Cumberland and other government officers had worked out an easy and effective defence against the charging Highlanders. The government forces were advised not to attack the Jacobite soldier coming straight toward them, but the soldier to their right-hand side, as in to the government soldier's right-hand side. As when the Jacobite soldier raised their sword high to strike... The soldier's entire left side would be left completely exposed and the government soldier simply had to stab their bayonet into the unprotected Jacobite soldier's side. Very quickly, the main Jacobite regiment started to fall. The left wing of attack had completely collapsed and Lord Murray then ordered the reserve French regiments to begin firing upon the government army. Shortly after, Murray called these regiments to retreat. However, half of this French regiment was ambushed by a government militia led by Captain Colin Campbell of Ballamore, which had been positioned in a walled enclosure nearby. The French regiments were now pushed into the open battlefield where they put up a fight, but ultimately they started to retreat. This stand by the French regiments allowed Bonnie Prince Charlie and the other officers time to escape. The retreating lowland regiments of the Jacobite army mainly headed towards Reuven Barracks, which is just outside of Kingusi, and the rest headed into the Great Glen towards Fort Augustus. Reuven Barracks is, uh, is actually still standing. It was built by the Hanoverian government forces uh, as a barracks and a way of being able to police the highlands and trying to police these Jacobites. The problem was, is about two years after it was built, the Jacobites took it over, um, and it wasn't until after Culloden that it came back into the hands of the government soldiers. Incidentally as well, standing on that particular hill, uh, as it's a, it's a, a ruined barracks on top, of a, on top of a hill, before the barracks were there, there was a castle there, and uh, one of our uh, protagonists or heroes or whatever, from one of our previous stories in a previous episode, William Wallace and his partner in crime, Andrew Murray, they took over that castle as well. Just as a, a little incidental there. Cumberland then ordered his soldiers to show no quarter to any Jacobite soldiers or sympathisers that they would come across. Every single one of them would die, even if it was just simply a sprained ankle lying on the ground, they would all be killed in their path. 
This call earned the Duke of Cumberland the nickname as the Butcher of Cumberland by the Jacobites. And even if you just go on Google and search Butcher of Cumberland, you'll find him. Incidentally, once again, another incidental, this uh, Cumberland, you might have heard of Cumberland Sausage. Uh, this is named after the Butcher of Cumberland. The Battle of Culloden was the last battle to be fought on British soil. It claimed the lives of around 1,500 Jacobites and 50 government forces. Now, to be clear here, not 50,000, 50. The battle lasted for around 40 minutes, but the aftermath of this loss for the Jacobites can still be felt in Scotland, and especially in the Highlands, some 274 years later. If you ever do get the opportunity to visit the Culloden battlefield, uh, and I highly suggest that you do, if you're from Scotland and you've never been there, if you're from outside Scotland once this uh, whole COVID-19 thing is finished and you plan on coming across to Scotland, there is one place, and one place, not only, but one major place I would suggest that you head to, if you can't get anywhere else, go to Culloden. It is a fantastic exhibition. Uh, that you get there, it's ran by the National Trust of Scotland. Uh, now, I'm not sponsored in any way, but, uh, you know, as a tour guide, this is what I used to do. So, head to Culloden. The, there is so much more to the battle and, obviously, to the uh, lead-up to the battle. The, pr the problem is, is um, you know, I can't really fit all of that information into a 20-minute um, long podcast or... 10, 15 minute long podcast or whatever but what I highly suggest that you do is go visit there, the exhibition is set out in a fantastic way, no matter how many times you go back you will always find out something more uh, for example the way the exhibition is set out on one side of the room you've got the story of the Jacobites, on the other side of the room you've then got the story of the government forces so you can either read just about the Jacobites by following, say it's the left hand side of the wall and or you can just read about the government forces side of things uh, by only reading the boards on the right hand side. And I mean it's a huge exhibit as well. It's not it's not small. It's uh, quite a significant exhibit. Um, or alternatively, you can do what I did, and that would be to kind of bounce around. And the timelines are very similar as well. Loads of amazing artifacts. Um, that were found. Uh, there's some other Jacobite style museums as well. Uh, one that I would recommend is the Cameron Museum. Uh, so the Museum of the uh, Clan Cameron, which is um, just outside of Fort William. Great views of Ben Nevis from there if it's a nice clear day. Um, and in there they've got some of Bonnie Prince Charlie's um, old outfits and things. But uh, Culloden Battlefield, I cannot recommend it uh, enough. Uh, even just to walk around the battlefield will probably take you about anywhere between an hour to an hour and a half just to walk around the battlefield. It is just an, an awe-inspiring place and uh, it really hits home when uh, when you see it for yourself. Um, so anyway, that's it for episode number 12. Um, there is a bonus episode which is coming up probably straight after this one. I'm probably going to upload both of them at the same time. Um, but... Um, just a reminder, folks, uh, we've got the Patreon page. Thank you very much to the new patrons on there. Um, I mean, if you head to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com forward slash Scott History Pod, all one word. 
um, you'll see that um, there aren't many patrons, but th there's um, enough there to, to now start paying for uh, the production of the podcast. So I thank you all very, very much. There is a £1 per month option and a £3 per month option. Please do not feel obligated whatsoever to go for the £3 if you can spare £1 a month. Um, of which I'll see maybe 60 or um, 70 pence or so. Uh, but even that, that adds on and it all adds up at the end of the day. So uh, again, thank you to all of those people who have signed up. Um, it is very much appreciated. Um, again, on our uh, on your podcast uh, website so um, or podcast players such as Apple Podcasts, if you could take a moment out, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, take a moment out and please rate the podcast and uh, put a review up there. Uh, obviously, the more reviews and things, uh, it gets onto the podcast pages and then uh, hopefully we can get some new listeners that way. Alternatively, obviously, share it with your friends. Spotify, Facebook, uh, for Facebook, just search in your search bar, the Scottish History Podcast. Twitter, it's uh, the handle is at Scott History Pod. And of course, we've got Gmail, so scotthistorypod at gmail.com. And we're also still uploading onto YouTube. Uh, YouTube um, is, uh, I'm guessing it'll be youtube.com forward slash scotthistorypod. There I've got a playlist of um, near enough every single episode. Um, episode number three, I think, um, is where we start from on there. So one, two, and I think bonus episode number one are not uploaded on uh, Facebook because they were recorded on an old computer uh, which died um, so unfortunately I can't do that anyway folks um, enjoy the rest of your week again sorry that it's short and uh, hopefully though it's concise um, and uh, look forward to speaking to you again next week but remember that there is a bonus episode following this one um, so uh, once again thank you very much any questions again please keep firing them across I've received some amazing Facebook messages and emails and things like that this week. Uh, there's a couple of things which I will be covering. Um, so for those of you requesting Mary Queen of Scots, it is coming. It will come after I'm finished with the Jacobites. We've still got a few more stories to go before we reach the end of that particular uh, period. And then uh, highly requested, we'll jump to Mary Queen of Scots. Uh, so anyway, once again, thank you very much for listening and I'll speak to you next week. <laughs>